How the hell are you? <laughs> Welcome in, folks. This is the Fantasy Road Show. <laughs> uh, we are your host. Roadie. Yeah, come on, Roadie. We are your host. My name is Brian. This is Mike. Call me at Cole Sports. This is the Fantasy, Fantasy Road Show. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, we are on there. I don't, I don't know. Ryan we'll, keeps calling it the X machine. Well, we'll see, man. I'm just, you know, workshopping. So we'll, we'll see what uh what what Elon comes up with. But uh, it's an interesting day in this age, Mike. Uh, what's going on in your life? You watching any new shows? Watching any good movies lately? What are you up to? Uh, I watched season one of Fargo, and that was pretty awesome. Oh, it's a great show. Fargo? Yeah. yeah Billy Bob Thornton awesome. in there. Oh yeah, he's the man. Yeah, uh, watched Fargo. It was awesome. That's about it. Uh, I've been watching Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I love Sunday that night. show so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. What What about you? Um, I just dove into the season two of The Bear, Chicago show. Ah, yeah. um, I thought it was great, man. It's. Uh, I I think I'm on the last episode. I. Uh, Oh man, you're on the last episode. I was gonna say it just gets so emotional for me. It like I feel like it should be more lighthearted and it's just like this intense emotional drama. It's kind of weird. Well, I just thought it was great cinematography. Like that back the backflash to the ho- uh, the holiday where they're all at the Christmas party with a bunch of those cameos. Like that was that was a great episode. So I don't want to give away too much in case anybody hasn't watched it yet. Yeah. Maybe I should rewatch that because I didn't like that episode, but I wasn't like, I don't know. I just, nah, yeah, whatever. I enjoyed it, but uh, that's neither here nor there. We are here today, today to talk about today, today to talk about <laughs> NFC West. This is the divisional breakdown of one of the better divisions in the AFC. Did I say NFC West? I meant AFC West. I don't know what's AFC going on. AFC West. Yeah, you're thinking about today's today. today. <laughs> yeah so uh we are covering uh the afc west chiefs rate chiefs chargers broncos raiders um and uh we're gonna dive in and let you know how we think this is gonna shake out within the division fantasy fallout and uh where we have these teams finishing yeah so yeah it could be the best division football uh i think it's between these last two the east and the west um it's 103 right now in Austin, Ryan. It feels like 107 with humidity. <laughs> Just took a nice walk earlier. It feels so good. I love it. Yeah. Is it? I mean, does it feel humid out there? You know what I mean? Like, do you get sticky it's, it's, at all? Just a nice, warm hug. <laughs> a warm blanket hugging you when you go outside. Jeez. All right. Yeah, well, uh, amazing. But uh, yeah. yeah, buckle up, baby. All right. So let's just get right into it and um, let's talk about how we think these teams are going to finish in the division. Yeah. Mike, I'm just going to take a wild guess. You got the Chiefs winning the division, don't you? I mean, they're the best team in football. Yeah, I got Chiefs. First place, 13 and four. I got the Chargers and the Broncos tied for second at 10 and seven apiece. And I have the Raiders at five and 12. Um, I put the Chargers in second over the Broncos because I could definitely see the Broncos being nine and eight. I'm just kind of high on them this year. So I want them to be 10 and seven. But when I went through, they certainly seem to have some harder games. Um, So. 
yeah, I, I think I could see the Chargers certainly being in that two spot. But um, Chiefs first place in the division is minus 165. Um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be another dominant year for the Chiefs. But even more so, I like the Raiders coming in fourth at minus 150. Uh, there's going to have to be a serious injury again, like we talked about, between Mahomes, Herbert, or or Russell in order for the Raiders to beat anyone. Yeah, uh, I just think with Jacobs, it's even more of a mess now. I mean, like you're talking rumors about Devonta going to the Jets, which I think are bullshit. But, yeah, I mean, it's just like one of those – they just kind of have the ick. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, very much so. Uh, I, I have the Chiefs having an even better season as last year. Uh, last year they were fourteen and three. I have them winning sixteen games. Um, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, big season out of the Chiefs. I think they're going to be dominant, and uh, they're going to assert their dominance on the entire NFL. Um, and then, wow, sixteen wins is not something to fuck with. No, and I think I think they're going to do it, man. I mean, you're talking about almost perfection like and here's the first when i was you know what's that loss tell me your loss tell week me your loss. 17 against the Bengals. oh my gosh. can you imagine if the chiefs are 16 and 0 going into that week and joe burrow beats them yet again uh, no chance i'll tell you what i'll tell you that there is no chance that the if they if they become if they're undefeated in that game I will guarantee that the Chiefs win that game. They may not win in the playoffs, but they'll win that fucking game. Yeah. They're not going to like it would take in terms of motivation, man, like everyone's motivated in the playoffs, but the Chiefs not only have a chip on their shoulder with the with the Bengals and the whole, you know, Burrowhead bullshit, um but they ah, dude, that's like chasing perfection yeah uh against like what's now your biggest rival um that would be so fucking fun to watch but i would be all over the chiefs in that game yeah i mean it makes sense um i god i hope you're right like i <laughs> you i didn't even think about it when i went through i was picking off like losses and if if that if we have a season of Mahomes chasing perfection, I will be fucking locked into every game and so excited. Yeah, I, I think if it's going to happen for the Chiefs, I think it's going to happen while Kelsey is still in his prime, which right now, you know, I, I don't, we don't know how many more seasons he has, but this is definitely the clock's ticking for him. So uh, I think they're yeah. going to have a near perfect season. And I feel like Joe Burrow's just going to yet again yeah put a dagger right in the side of patrick mahomes so oh, anyway um God. i have the uh, what i'll say though yeah go ahead what i want to say to that to your chiefs is in order for them to go under to go 17 or 16 and one they're going to need some serious development from your sky moors um like that that wide receiver room is going to have to be figured out tony's going to either have to be healthy or someone's going to have to step up in a big way into that that role um you know, Rasheed Rice, they got the guys. I mean, Justin Ross. Justin Ross him. has been getting a ton he, of buzz. Yeah, um, which makes me really ticked off because I had him um, in your in, in your dynasty league and I f fucking dropped him for some stupid reason. But yeah. I, I, I'm like rooting against him just because of that. <laughs> like, I know it's going to bite me. I just know it was a dumb drop, but yeah. and that pains me so badly. But um, anyways, yes, go keep, 
keep keep going. Yeah, so I had the chart or the Chiefs at one uh, at number two. I think the Chargers are pretty locked in. Uh, I have them winning twelve games. They were ten and seven last year, uh, and then I have the Broncos. Um, just like you said, I have them going nine and eight, uh, nine wins for the Broncos and the Raiders. I got five wins, so very similar to yeah. uh, where you where you have the Raiders and stuff. Uh, and I I'm yeah, five and twelve. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's pretty much how it's going to shake out. I mean, the Chargers are better than the Broncos. The Broncos uh, are going to be a lot better than they were last year. They went five and twelve last year. Like they're going to win more than seven games this year. So I have them winning nine. Um, It's, it's hard to project wins in the NFL, but that's kind of the way I see. Yeah. I I agree with everything you said there. Um, And like, I have them both at 10 and seven because I just want the Broncos to be better than I think, you know, I, I, I think I, I want them to be better. I had them probably at nine and eight, but I do think they could be a lot better. Russell taking a huge step forward and Peyton, you know, I've talked about, I've said proven winners. I've said that whole spiel a million times, but I definitely think there's a little separation between the chargers and Broncos. That being said, I mean, and it's, it's preseason NFL. Those two could easily flip. Yeah. You know, it's like who, who really does know, but, um, as of right now, I think we're on the exact same page with uh, divisional standings. Okay, sounds good. Well, then um, let's let's cut right to the chase and uh, uh, dive into the Chiefs here. Um, they yeah, are Chiefs. They are the best team in the NFL, as they showed last year. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, they went six and zero within the division last year. Uh, I don't know if. I mean, I have them projected at going six and zero, but I could easily see the Chief, the Chargers stealing a victory in LA from the chiefs uh, sometime during the season. I forgot when they play in LA, but um, that's, that would be the one game I'd be worried about within the division. Um, But last year, I mean, the Chiefs scored the most points in the NFL they have right now. They have the number three ranked offensive line and the number six. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say right now that they're not going to go undefeated in their conference because I do think it's that good. Like, I think the Chargers are going to be awesome this year, and I think the Broncos are going to – like, they just have to be better. Um, I think Judy's such a stud. I They're going to lose a game, I think. Like, whether it's at Broncos or at Chargers, those are obviously the two games that they'll be on the hook. But even, yeah. you know, home, home, home games, those teams are good enough to um, – drop a game plan that you know double covers like whatever their game plan is that kind of stops kelsey and makes them go elsewhere and it's just one of those games you never know right yeah um i just think the division's better this so much better i i thought they were going to be so much better last year than they turned out obviously we saw the disaster with the Chargers had both teams really Chargers and Broncos were a disaster yeah more so injuries for the Chargers than the Broncos just sucked and it was coaching um but anyways I I got to think that they're gonna lose one of these games I mean you could be right obviously but um I don't know the Broncos defense is so good or it was last year yeah no you're um, right it, they have a great defense so who knows yeah yeah anything can happen in the NFL but I just think the odds are with the Chiefs and I'd be willing to uh, bet on them throughout the season so I mean dude I I'm rooting for that 16 and one and week 17 fucking Bengals matchup would be amazing <laughs> it'd be the best game of the year by far yeah um, one big question mark with the Chiefs is the whole, the running game 
I mean, uh, everybody's drafting Isaiah Pacheco first. He's going right around the 28 mark for running backs. Jarek McKinnon's being drafted like RB 42. And then like CEH is being undrafted. But now the reports out of camp, CEH, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alera is taking the first team reps. So like, do we even really, do we even really know what's going on? Like, I think it makes sense to give Clyde, like if he looks any good in camp, then give him a shot. You, you spent the draft capital on him. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes, you know, expressed he's the reason why he's on the team. So, uh, if he looks good, I mean, like put him in there and give him some reps. They don't like Pacheco is the guy in the backfield. That being said, like, I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily his backfield, right? That's what like, I was they're even say. talking about that rookie Daneric, uh, Daneric Prince, who he looks like he's a pretty high level, a uh, pretty high end uh, re- receiving running back. Yeah. So, like you know, he could easily phase McKinnon out. Uh, it's going to be one of those things where they're just going to have a stable of backs, and they're going to just whoever looks the best and and makes them the better offense. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Chiefs have been so good at, at spreading the ball around that Isaiah Pacheco may be the best pure runner. It's not his backfield. So don't, when you're drafting, no. when you're drafting Pacheco, don't automatically think that he's going to be the head honcho of this backfield. You're going to see just as much McKinnon, just as much Clyde Edwards-Alaire as you do Pacheco, and then I'm sure they're going to work on this Prince guy. So just be ready for yeah. a full-fledged, uh, uh, you know, carousel of running backs. Um, producing yeah yeah i mean we've drafted him in some best underdog best ball drafts and like i would tend to lean him in a best ball than i wouldn't redraft because like they could be a patriots-esque type committee where like one game he just goes off because he's hot and gets two three touchdowns um but his rushing yard total is seven seventy five and a half and his rushing touchdowns is at five and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the that's those Vegas numbers project that he will be the starting running back. Um, but I mean, 775, that's not like crazy number to where they expect him to be his backfield. Yeah, like, I it think it leaves that like, eh. I think that speaks to the Chiefs just throwing the ball a lot. Like they just, uh, on the grand scheme of things, they don't have a very high rushing percentage in the NFL. Like they don't run the ball much. So, um, but someone that does catch pass for him, yeah. I mean, McKinnon, dude, he had he had nine receiving touchdowns last year. He had more receiving touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. Like, you know, even if like you I, love that stat, I do. It's 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 a it's such a it's such an eye opener for me because. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the game, and Jarek McKinnon had more receiving touchdowns than him. So he was hot at the end yeah, of the year last Jamar year. Jamar Chase. Huh? <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Arguing the Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson thing. You love to do that. But, um, no, I mean, McKinnon, man, if if he picks up where he left off in that passing game, he's a value where he's being drafted. So uh, what about these wide yeah, receivers? Yeah, for sure. What, what, what are you feeling? Well, of- I want to say Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 4650 and a half is where his uh passing total is and then uh 35 and a half is his touchdown total. Um what were his numbers last year? Um 5250 throwing the ball. And uh I don't have his total passing touchdowns. 
Um, but yeah, he I'll led the league. Um, I think it was over 50. Yeah. Um, so he had, no, he didn't. He, he had 52, 50 yards and 41 uh, passing oh, touchdowns. Okay. So, um, I mean, yeah, like 5,040 is pretty elite level. Um, yeah. I don't know really what to say there. So, uh, yeah, I think I like the over in both of those. It's just, you know, they, those totals, as you said, uh, previously are a little bit lower because of the case of injury. You know, these are, he played 17 games last year. That's not necessarily always going to happen, but he's at the quarterback position. You like to think that, you know, well, he, I think he showed last year too. He's a, he's a tough son of a bitch. Like he's, I mean, everybody watched him play through those injuries uh, towards the end of the season. And yeah, that was during important times, but just the fact that he could do that. That's exactly what my point was going to be is that like he's playing for a bye in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So like yeah. his motivation to be out there every week and win every week is because he knows he's going to be in the playoffs. So he's going for that first round bye because he wants to sit around while all the other teams beat them up late in the year. He, yeah. he sees the value there. So, um, yeah, for wide receiver room, um, interesting, very interesting room. Uh, you have Tony, who's obviously like thought of as going to be the number one. His ADP certainly reflects that. Yeah. And then you have Sky Moore, and then you have Rashi Rice, and you have MVS. Um, I think that Tony needs to show that he can stay on the field. First of all, like the fact that he's getting another scope in, in his knee and, and he's going to miss time in camp. And I just don't like it. Like, yeah. It doesn't give you a good feeling right now. You need to be out on the field if you're establishing, uh, you know, how that chemistry and that offense is going to work. So I just don't really like it. It gives me a stay away type feeling. Sky Moore is the guy that I'm targeting in that, in that um, wide receiver room, because I think, you know, he's talented. He's shown a little bit of flashes of success last year. He has a, a whole other year. He, he, he's he got a year under his belt, mm -hmm. like end of story, you know, whether that's chemistry or learning the offense or just being around the team, like he's just, he's a year older than he was last year. Um, so, you know, this would be the year that the opportunities in front of him and he has talent, so it's like become one of Mahomes' guys, and your career could be fucking made. Yeah. Um, so Sky Moore's the guy that I'm betting on based on his ADP. Yeah. Uh, I just like that. You're not going to get burned if you swing and miss, but he will have insane upside and opportunity. Um, so I, I, after that, it's like Rasheed Rice. You know what we we heard Mendelssohn say about. Um, about a rookie coming into the Andy Reid offense is extremely tough and they have to be an insane talent. So does that mean MVS is going to have some production? Um, Vegas has MVS at 625 and a half. Okay. Four, 40 and a half receptions, 625 and a half yards and three and a half touchdowns. So Vegas is saying MVS has a role and is going to be very impactful on this offense. Yeah. And he's getting drafted, you know, last. Yeah. He's so, basically well, going what's undrafted. His ADP? Yeah. What's his ADP? Um, uh, hold on one second. 
Um, he's going undrafted. Uh, he's in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like for underdog, you know, like we haven't even thought of MV- MVS, right? Yeah. Like we're just Terrence Marshall or some of these other guys <laughs> yeah. late, like based on what Vegas has to say, it's like, maybe we should be looking MVS's way a little bit, especially with the Tony injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. But well, what are your thoughts on the wide receiver room? I kind of gave you a long answer. No, I mean, that's fair. You 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 were speaking truth there, and I agree with most everything you were saying. Um, it, usually, generally speaking, when you're when you're talking about um, a murky situations within the wide receiver room or the quarter or the running back room where it, they're kind of undetermined, often is the smartest choice is taking the cheapest option. You know, I I wouldn't so. I want to stop you by calling it murky because I don't know that it's murky like the Giants is murky. Okay, well, when I what, un, un, I know what you mean, but I want to clarify for yeah, unestablished. There's yes. a lot of there's a lot of room for people to find roles. Yes, but it is unclear as to what those roles are, and that's all I mean by that. So, any in a situation where it's unclear yeah, what the roles murky are, murky is a negative mur- tone where it's like, <laughs> you're, no, you're absolutely <laughs> like, right. I, I misspoke. I, I, I shouldn't have said murky. Is murky. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. The, these guys have crazy talent and is the best offense in the league. It's not murky, but it is. Well, it is Mahomes. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. But so what my point was there is I'm willing to take a shot on Justin Ross as like a last pick. Um, he's going undrafted, but. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention him. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Ross. I mean, Justin Ross is getting a lot of hype during this offseason. Uh, Mahomes father. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always great to see when players dads come in the picture to hype up players. But whatever you have to say. Uh, <laughs> but so, so MBS is the fifth <laughs> wide receiver getting drafted then because Ross is ahead of him. Yes. Like on underdog best balls and stuff like that. Like Ross is so MVS is the fifth. Yeah. And he's projected at six twenty five and a half. Um, we gotta revisit that and look into that a little bit more. Uh, but keep talking about Ross because I, I know I skipped over him. No, yeah. I mean, he's just getting a lot of hype. Uh he was been working out with uh, Mahomes at his backyard field uh of his new house. Um yeah. the whole offseason, like before preseason and stuff and Justin Ross was the standout at all those workouts. Like he's been looking good, uh, been getting great reviews in camp now too, as they're, as they're ramping up uh, practices and stuff. So he's just someone to keep an eye on, man. Uh, basically getting him for free with the opportunity of him being a legitimate option for Mahomes. I'm willing to take it. That's all. Yeah, no, that's smart. He was a first round, first round wide receiver, like surefire first rounder at Clemson until he got hurt. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's the worry is like staying on the field. Um, but you know, he's been strong so far this postseason. I, I, he's a big, big six, four. Um, I think he's six, four, you know, big receiver, which they don't necessarily necessarily have right now. And I, I, you know, that Mahomes would love to have someone like him. So, um, that's another guy, like I would probably take him, as a late round keeper um if you have that option um if you're in a keeper league i would be looking at justin ross as one of the guys on the top of my list just to throw as, a dart take him as a, well yeah i mean like it, you don't even necessarily depending on when your draft is his adp might skyrocket but 
you know, if you're going into the first week or so of preseason and and your draft is coming up and, you know, he hasn't taken off yet because they haven't announced his role in the offense or if he even makes the team. So, you know, if he's, if they say he's going to have a role in the offense, that's worth a shot. He could be one of Mahomes' guys and be a, you know, seventh, eighth rounder the, the following year or whatever. Yeah. And then, I mean, Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. We don't really need to dive in too much there. Guys at no Beast, need. expect another uh, historic season for Kelsey, in my opinion. Yeah, let's go to the Chargers. Let's do it, man. Um, the Chargers. I mean, I I really hope that – I mean, Herbert just got the bag, right? He just got a – he. What, what, do you remember the – do you remember the details of this contract? Like – He's the highest paid quarterback. 165 mil, I think. Yeah, I think he got like a hundred and hundred and fifty mil signing bonus, like right right when he signed into his bank. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. he's not hurting. <laughs> no. So um, yeah, man, I just Justin Herbert, I think this year will cement himself in the conversation with the best of the best. You know, right now it's between uh, Mahomes and Allen and Hertz, but I think Herbert after this year is going to be in conversation for the the number one quarterback. You know, yeah, I mean he is like talent wise, um, he's got every single tool you could ever ask for in a quarterback. Um, so I totally agree. Forty four twenty five and a half is his yard total, uh, and twenty nine and a half for passing touchdowns, which I would be all over that what did, over. can you repeat what what, uh, what was the yardage total that the, the vegas has 40, 44 25 and a half okay um which he's gotten over that the last two seasons yeah uh, i think we can count on it again i mean uh, i think he's a guy i i would look i would look at him as um taking I would definitely look at taking both his yards and over 29 and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah. Last year we talked about how it was a poor year. He had 25, but the year before he had 38 and 31. I think he's going to be, dude, if they're as good as I think he could be in the forties. Uh, but I think he's going to be, I think you can be very comfortable with him at 35 passing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he, he got 4,700 yards last year with only four games of having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field together. Like if, if they, if they're healthy and Quentin Johnston is who everybody thinks he is. I I mean, it's not crazy to think he throws for over 5,000 yards this year. Yeah, I think he should. I mean, he did it in 2021. I think he's going to take a step forward. I think we're going to see the best Justin Herbert that we've seen, period. That's a good so way to put in it. That, in that case, then I would take both of those overs 100%. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have much else to say. I, I'm extremely high on him. Yeah. Like, he could be QB1. You know? Yeah, and one thing to note about the Chargers, we've mentioned it before, but they have a new offensive coordinator in town, Kellen Moore, coming from the Cowboys. Like, he really opens things up, fast-paced offense. So uh, expect some high-powered uh, games from the Chargers. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Austin Eckler, he's one of the best running backs in the league. You know, over 100 receptions last year. He's going to be a free agent next year. We'll see what happens there. He's one of those uh, unhappy running backs, but they just restructured his contract. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, he has, I think over the last two years, nobody, not not any player has scored more touchdowns. I think he scored 18 last year and 20 the year before, or I have those numbers switched. But, I mean, he's a beast. What else is there to say about Ostackler, you know? Nothing at all, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, go ahead. Do you have something else that you no, want to add? I'll tell you. Um, no, well, I just don't. running down with the, the wide receivers. I mean, Keenan, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnston. Um, obviously, Keenan Allen's being drafted first at wide receiver 18. Mike Williams is at wide receiver 26. And Johnston is down at 47. Who who are you targeting out of these wide receivers? Are you, are you swerving one or two? I, I haven't gotten a single one. As high as I am on Herbert, I haven't drafted a single one of their wide receivers. I just don't really like Allen and Williams in general. Yeah. Uh, so QJ would be the guy that I would go, but where he's at in his ADP, I just I don't really like him that much either. Um, that being said, like again, keeper drafts, like I'd probably look towards him if I could. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. A lot of the times you'll see people reach really heavily in that sixth round for keepers, and I hate doing that. Yeah, I just think you're an idiot sacrificing that much of ADP for a keeper next year. Um, Depending on where your guys' so, round is with keeper situations, but I, I don't know if that's. Oh yeah, that's your. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's yours. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's or in like a lot of people's too. Yeah, yeah. so like. Depending on when your keeper round starts, like some people will just super jump the gun on stuff. Yeah, that's it. there you go. I don't sacrifice a don't sacrifice ADP when you do that. I think he would be one of those guys that's going to go like immediately in the sixth. Yeah. Um. So, but anyways, I he would be the guy that I would get if I got any of them. Yeah, which, I mean, it's, like I said, like some of these guys are just hard to draft. Like I find myself never wanting to draft Mike Williams because of how hot and cold he is. Like you just never know if you're going to get a usable game out of him. So yeah, I don't it's know. crazy how, how I am so high on Herbert, but his receivers, I, I'm just like, I like other guys at their ADP. I mean, yeah, that's, I understand that's the best way they're to going it. to produce. They're going to produce because like he's going to be that good, but, that being said, there I like other receivers at, at those spots. So yeah. maybe QJ you'll see on some teams. Uh, I like Gerald Everett as like a late round uh, potential, late round snipe. Um, but that's about it, man. I, I, I know that's really all I got to say there. Um, I, I would like to bring up the their yard totals. So Keenan Allen. So this is a good reference point. So Keenan Keenan Allen, eighty five and a half receptions. 875 yards and five and a half touchdowns. Okay. Mike Williams, 57 and a half receptions, 800 and a half receiving yards and five and a half touchdowns. Okay. So obviously Allen, more receptions, yards are close, same touchdowns. Uh, and then Quentin Johnson's at 575 and a half yards. Um, so just like using that as a reference point, I mean, that kind of says it all to me, man. Like there is no true 1000 yard receiver there <laughs> according, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Keenan Allen's going to be a PPR monster. Guy catches a lot of passes as Vegas says with 80 something receptions. So, and Mike Williams is the big play guy. So 
Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's you know what's interesting though is that kind of makes me like Herbert more that he can just spread the field, go to anyone, rely on that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But in terms of fantasy and who will be on my roster, probably none of them. Maybe Keisha. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair way to put it. All right, let's move on to the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, they won five games last year. Just an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, they bring in Sean Payton, yeah. ready to revamp things. Uh, you know, we obviously see some positive regression from Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, Jerry Judy, we're expecting good things from. So uh, I think the big question is this running back room. Like, is Javante, it, when he comes back, is he going to look like himself? Is uh, is he going to stay healthy? How involved is Samaj P. Ryan going to be? Uh, right now, Javante is being discounted at RB29, and P. Ryan is being drafted at RB36. So pretty pretty close in ADP. And um, I don't know. I, I know that you have a, a certain feeling about that. So go ahead. Um, I mean, like, whatever. I, however you feel, there's value. If you think that Javante Williams is healing as fast as the media seems then like there's an incredible amount of value there i just don't like i he, p ryan will be on my teams because i think like he proved that he can be a high highly producing running back um when mixon was out a little bit last year and they went and got him and like Peyton's going to like you've seen what he's done in the past with a Kamara Sproles like he he likes to get that running back um, involved in the pass game and that's exactly what P Ryan is yeah um, I just think the style matches up well I think that the Broncos have the potential to be better than they were last year so you know if if they start out of the gate hot and start winning some games and P Ryan's in that backfield like why rush Javante back and why give him a huge role? Why not ease him into the offense? Like, yeah, they're not going to be in any rush. So I think P Ryan just buys that time. Um, But what I do want to say about the Broncos is like, I am going to have Broncos on my team and that's because there is value in their ADP right now. Like so many people got burned on them last year everyone thought they were going to be this amazing team and playoffs and all this stuff maybe win the division and like they got absolutely burned anyone that had a bronco last year got burned um so because of that there's some value there in adps like i love dulcich he's one of my highest drafted players right now um even russell wilson like just him and him and peyton together and you know kind of having more of a you know, another year there um, with that, with Judy and and Sutton, who I think are both extremely talented wide receivers. So, you know, they have everything there um, to where they can make some things happen. That being said, I won't be drafting Sutton unless there's serious value. Uh, But Judy, like if he, I could see a world where Judy's on a, on a team of mine. He's a, he's a freak. So yeah, he's being, he's being drafted as wide receiver 24. He's a back end wide receiver too. I think that's way too a thousand yards. He's going to have a thousand yards. Yeah. Like even Vegas has him at 925 uh, and a half yards. So like Vegas has him as a thousand yard receiver, you know, 70 catches thousand yards and five touchdowns is like pretty conservative in my mind for what he's going to have. Yeah. You made a great point. 
damn near everybody on this roster is at value at ADP. Like Russell Wilson's being drafted I mean. at, at quarterback 18. He finished at quarterback 16 last year with a terrible season. It can't get much yeah, worse exactly. than 16. So you're getting him at 18 yeah. is like, I'll take that, you yeah. know? And then I Dulcich. Love, I love when people get burned and then like there's just, there's like, there's value there. You yeah. know what no, I mean? you're absolutely like you're right, saying, man. You're absolutely right. You just got to be willing to take a chance on him. So uh, Jerry Judy's being drafted at wide receiver 24, like I mentioned. Sutton's at 46. Marvin Mims is down at 87. Uh, Mims is someone I want to mention because, guy, man. yeah, I'm willing to take yeah. a shot on this guy, um, you know, especially with His the Tim Patrick injury. through the roof. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Great point. Tim Patrick injury has got his stock just you know, flew through the roof. We have some shares of him in best ball and I'm so happy about it. Um, like, you know, we're talking redraft or I guess, no, we're talking just divisions. So yeah, I mean, best ball, this is one of my favorite stacks because you can get Russell so late and then you can pair him with, or, you know, you could even get a Judy early, uh, but then you can get a Russell late and throw a Mims or a Dulcich in there. You know, there's so many different options how you can stack that. And it's just you're getting it late so you can go ahead and get the big guns early. I, yeah, I, I don't know. As I said earlier, it's weird because, you know, we both have them. You have them at nine. I have them at 10 wins. I actually have the Chargers at t- what 10 as well. You have, what, 12, 12. for the Chargers? Yeah. So, like, we're definitely both higher on the Chargers. But when you look at our fantasy rosters, there's a good chance that because of value, we end up with more Broncos. Yeah, you know? no, you're absolutely um, right. And I mean, the Broncos they have a top 10 offensive line. They have a top 10 defense. Like there's a reason to think that why these players are going to perform well. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's pretty great on the Broncos. I feel like we've covered that pretty, pretty well. I don't know if you want to add anything in conclusion before we move on to the Raiders. Really? I mean, just Sean Payton's is one reason to give you more confidence in that team. Russell Wilson is a winner. The two of them together are going to figure something out. Um, and there's still a lot of talent on that offense, that defense. I think it was something crazy. Like in the first 11 games last year, if they would have scored 18 <laughs> points per game, they would be 10 and one. I love that stat like, so much. <laughs> so much Dude, i love it too it's one of my favorite stats it's just crazy so yeah you know, 18 points so i don't know i expect a, a big jump from the broncos this year but we can briefly talk about the raiders because quite frankly like i just have such a ick on that team in general yeah jimmy g's not a franchise quarterback he's good enough to win games and the raiders if all goes well, could be a team that he could succeed on, but you already have Josh Jacobs. Like, um, is J- Josh Jacobs is one of the running backs that I'm actually worried about. <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah, I don't know. He's there's a long list of running backs that are upset with what's going on, and he's definitely one at the top. But he's one that I'm wor- actually worried about. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, some of the other guys. I mean, now Jonathan Taylor. But had you would have said before all this Taylor mess, like. Jacobs was probably the one I was worried about more like Dobbins doesn't. I mean, I just don't know that he has as much leverage. Just fucking play football this season and figure it out after this. Like have a great year and then you could talk. But as of right now, you haven't really done shit, bro. And Jacobs is coming off of his best year being one of the top running backs. So 
Right. Like he so has the a lot of leverage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he does for, because of his, per, he has performance leverage. Let's call it yes, that. Right. That's a good way to put it. Um, so he has maybe he, he arguably has more performance leverage than Jonathan Taylor just because of his season last season. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he bet on himself successfully won and now they're just not ponying up. So he, he can't be happy. I mean, um, so I, yeah, anyways, talk about the Raiders. Well, there's just, there's not, there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't like the Raiders this year. I mean, they have the number two worst ranked defense right now. Terrible defense. They have the second toughest schedule out of any NFL team going into the season. Like they have a bottom 15 offensive line. Like they're not a good team. And I, I don't think they're going to do well at all. Devontae Adams is unhappy. I mean, are you willing? You're still willing to draft Devontae, right? Yeah, I think so. Just because he's so fucking good. Yeah, but he's a monster. He would have to stick to me in the middle of the second round. Yeah, that's a good way to put I'm it. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna take him like beginning of the second. Like, if I had the twelve thirteen, like I would maybe not go him there you know um depending on what the board looks like i don't know we'll see what happens in mocks but like he would have to slip to me in order for me to take devonta because of the uncertainty yeah absolutely um yeah adams is being drafted as wide receiver seven right now uh but then the number hey, yeah go ahead who, who's like just name off eight eight through ten um eight through ten um is give me one second here <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I just didn't have that pulled up. Uh, eight through ten, I have it right here. Um, so this this uh, fantasy pros that we looked up earlier, yeah, has him at eight. So it has him at eight. So it has Adams, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, eight, nine, ten, and then like Waddle. Yeah, I would like. I would probably take him. I would probably take Amon Roth before Adams. Um, and I'd take probably Adams before Waddle. I mean, Adams is so good, right? Like, we saw him last year, how he was on a bad team and was top five. Like, when has he not been a top five? <laughs> you, can't, you can't find it. It's it's not non-existent. So, like, is there value there? Yeah, probably. But still, it's just such a mess, and he's not happy with the Raiders, and there's a lot of new parts there. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, the number two wide receiver on the team is someone I want to talk about. is wide receiver 57, Jacoby Myers. Yo, buddy. Yeah, my buddy Jacoby. Um, yeah, man, he's being drafted real low. I mean, it, you know, to be – we don't know what's going to happen with Devontae Adams. Um, we know that he's very heavily targeted in the offense, but we don't even know as of right now if Hunter Renfro is even going to make the team. There's a lot of uh, bad talks about that during camp. So I think Jacoby's going to be involved. So taking a shot on him late in drafts um, seems like a good idea to me. And then the tight ends. Uh, Michael Mayer is uh, seems like the guy you want to own in Las Vegas, but yeah. I don't know if it's really going to matter. I don't know if he's going to have a good year. It's hard for rookie tight ends to really make a difference, let alone on a bad team. Yeah. Um, great point about Myers. Like I like Myers. I don't think he's a great wide receiver, but I think he's like sure handed. And you saw him last year with the Patriots. Like he can catch a lot of balls. 
I don't know that he's going to like make amazing plays with those balls, but like if there's yards there for him, he'll take them. So that's promising because, you know, something could happen with Devonta where he becomes really unhappy and they trade him and whoa, now you have a wide receiver one at a crazy ADP. Um, so that's interesting. It def- definitely is. Uh, I would like to start getting him in some best ball drafts because of that. Yeah. Um, redraft like ah that's so far down there i can't even really talk about it but yeah probably late round flyer you can really take those on anyone um i would have to kind of you know i think we should rattle off some mocks here just like off camera just to just hammer out like a few (laughs) um you know what i mean just to like see what the groupings they got to be a little bit different than underdog that's where our brain has been so much yeah definitely uh, and i kind of like to keep it there but um w- what i wanted to talk about uh, hunter renfro like i could see him just leaving the nfl and starting like a christian cult with Dabo swinney because Dabo is <laughs> such a weird fuck too like i could see that yeah definitely Man, I thought man I Renfro was he he was a uh, just a, a very good security blanket for quarterbacks. I don't know what happened, man. I, he was I thought he was going to be good for quite a while, so a little disappointing to see that. But I think that pretty much covers it for the AFC West. Um, let's run. Well, go ahead. Well, let's talk about let's move back to Jacobs real quick. Like, okay. if he doesn't, if there's a holdout there and he doesn't play. They're backup running back Samir White, who sucks. Yeah, like, that's they're gonna be they're gonna so be they signing. Would, they would have to get one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, so no need to speculate on that. But, um, anyways, yeah, go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, uh, so in you know wrapping it up, uh, I have the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Pretty clear to me that it's going to be in that order. Um, you know, take a look at the odds uh, and plant your flag. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't, that's, you know, I don't need to really throw a summer, any, any kind of summary here. Yeah. Chiefs are alpha dogs really in the entire conference. Um, so yeah, I think Herbert takes a massive, he's going to have an awesome year. I think the Broncos are going to bounce back and I think the Raiders are going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that about does it. Um, Stay tuned the rest of this week. We got some big stuff coming up. We got some uh, best ball draft on Friday. Might have a special guest for that episode. Be on the lookout, and everybody knows what to do. Buckle up. Um, Yeah, I'll go go ahead. Buckle up. Go ahead. No, it's cool. Buckle up. Okay, buckle up, everybody. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. Everyone, buckle up. Buckle up.